This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. AM 570 KLAC, 987 KYSR, HD2. Los Angeles. Available anywhere using the iHeartRadio app. AM 570 in LA sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All-American. USC's Rodney Pete. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. Available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. Here we go. Red Rogan, Rodney P. Dame, 570 LA Sports. All right, we got a lot to get to. Ton of stuff. Oh, man. I keep showing it over and over again. Eric, Eric Dickerson's here during the 1 o'clock hour. We were just watching. There was a play in the Raider game yesterday. Raiders intercept a pass, running to the end zone for a touchdown. One of the uh, Denver offensive linemen, 72, <laughs> gives pursuit. I don't know what you guys are talking about. All right. I wasn't in there for you guys watching it, but I did see this. Oh, <laughs> gives <Kevin>. chase. <laughs> and the, the Raider defensive back is seven yards in front of this guy. And already in the end zone. He's just he's there. And the guy from Denver, the offensive lineman, just dives. Like he's doing something. He's not even remotely close to the guy. He just dives. Oh, I think he wanted to get his uniform dirty, <laughs> When you go and watch film the next day. Oh, my God. And you see something like that. That is, that is one that you can't wait to get to the film room. <laughs> you can't wait. Because it, it depends on the coach, you know, because sometimes you break. It depends on a co- who, which coach is running the film that, that particular after the game session. Because some coaches will keep it going, run it back over and over and over again. And the comments, Fred, it is like the comedy store. It is unbelievable in those rooms. And I guarantee you, 72 from the Broncos, I don't know what his name is, God forgive me, um, but he is dreading, he is dreading the film session today. Dreading it. What? What? All right, so what could his excuse be? Look, I thought I had a shot. You know, He seemed closer than, than he really was. I mean, what does he say after something like that? <laughs> I mean, because seriously. I misjudged it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's almost like he made that decision in midair because when he dives, he kind of short on alligator yeah, he curled up. He's like, uh-uh, I ain't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> he made all that decision in like a quarter of a second. Yes, I think I can dive and get him. Wait a minute, I can't. I'm going to curl up. <laughs> it was t- oh, awful. It was bad. You got to see it. Bad. Look it up somewhere. 72 for Denver. Raiders interception. Guy's running for the end zone, and this guy just dives seven yards short. It, it was pretty bad. Oh, God. Bowles. His name was Bowles. <laughs> I think his name was Bowles. Pretty bad. Poor fella. Okay. Let's do some housekeeping off the top. October 14th, it's a Friday. Yes, it is. All right. Yes, it is. We're going to be at Hollywood Park from noon to three. Now, we are going to be giving away Dodger playoff tickets, and we're going to be giving away tickets to see the Chargers and Broncos. At SoFi that Monday night. Yes, that is confirmed. That is confirmed. Yes. We, now, how many playoff tickets were given away? Oh, now you want to. Now you want to. 
Now you want to venture off, Fred, and go go wild card again. I'll tell you this. Why? I'll tell you this. Let's go with what we know. Whatever your definition of a handful is, that's what it'll be. Depends on what size your hands are. If you have little tiny of, hands like that woman on Saturday Night Live, you get one pair. <laughs> if you have giant hands like an NFL quarterback, we might give eight pair. We don't know. We don't know. But we do know we're giving them away. Okay, so you know that. And we've got the football tickets we're giving away as well. Now, we warned you before the BJ shows. Get there early. Some people listened, Rodney. Some people didn't. Mm-hmm. People and were mad because they didn't have a seat when they right. came in. Oh, they man, I'm coming down to see you. Oh, man, there's no seats left. There's no seats. I got that from right. a few people. So get down early. Get there early. We're not just saying that. Give you lip service. We're saying it because the BJ crowds were, were packed. The the one we did, the last one, was West Covina, I yeah. think. I think it was Downey, wasn't was it? Downey? Downey. It was Downey. 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 The last one we did, Downey. Yeah. There were so many people. Packed to the rafters, yeah. That they it bled over into the overall restaurant. Right. So the majority of the restaurant were our people listening to the show. And, of course, for the first, like, 90 minutes, we had speaker gate where uh, That's people, right. we had the overflow of so many people, we didn't have the speakers that were functioning. So we were shouting. And you guys had to yell for the first 90 minutes of the show. Yeah, it was troubling. It was troubling. But then Dave Weiss thoughtfully and quickly rushed, dipped into the budget. You don't know the whole story. <laughs> okay. Oh, you don't know the more. whole story. There's more. Okay. Went and got some speakers. Yes. They were really expensive speakers mm-hmm. because he could only go to one place apparently to get them. I'm not going to name the place, but we know where he went. He got the speakers. He brought them down. All was all was okay. But since the speakers had only been used for like 90 minutes. Don't say it. And they were so expensive. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Yeah. That was a little odd. But you can't. Why? The people deserve to know, Kevin. Yes, they do. The people deserve to know. Oh, that's raggedy. Anyway, listen. If you heard the beginning of that story and now you're hearing it now, Ah. we had a technical problem in the middle of the story. You took the speakers back? (laughs) Every segment. In the middle of Eric's analy- <laughs> analyzing the, the Rams game tonight. Yes, Eric, and third and one, what do you like them doing? He took the speakers back! <laughs> Listen, uh, just act like you didn't hear that. <laughs> yes. It, it, like, it never happened. Act like you didn't hear. He took the speakers back! Anyway, here's the bottom line. Can we put that as a drop? Yes. Kevin, can you capture that? <laughs> Capture what? I don't even know what you're talking about. Exactly. All right. But here's the bottom line. At Hollywood Park, you need to get there early. Now, I'm not sure what room we're going to be in. There are two rooms at Hollywood Park. The main room? Well, remember, we used to be in the big room. Well, first we started where we were. Remember? Oh, yeah. Then we went to the big room. And remember the big room? Oh, man. It was packed. The big room was great. Yeah. A lot of people in the big room. Then apparently they wanted to reduce the size of our crowd, so they put us back in the little area. Yeah. And it worked. (laughs) <laughs> they the mission accomplished. They they did reduce the size of the crowd. <laughs> so dramatically. Yeah, dramatically. So anyway. On October 14th, be there noon to three. Dodger playoff tickets, done deal. Charger Bronco tickets in the bank. Only way you can win is to be there. 
if you want to get a seat, and if we're in the small room, you really better get there early. Yes. Because if more than nine people show up, it's going to be a problem. So get there early if it's a small room. I'm, yeah. You know, I don't understand. I sit here and tell the truth. Everybody's shaking their head and looking at me. Why? <laughs> Was I not, t- Rodney, did I not? Have I spit truth from the beginning? From the beginning. Yes, you have. Yes, you have, Fred. I will say you, uh, on this particular topic, it's been nothing but the truth. Okay. All right. So now you know, be there October 14th. It's a Friday. Get there early. Please. All right. We have giveaways. Oh, yeah. We're giving stuff away. Yeah, so make sure you get there. And we're going we're gonna, to gonna hammer this thing Thank every God. day. Thank God we got giveaways. <laughs> Let's say this. You might go, why would I want to go to Hollywood Park Casino? It's a wonderful venue. It really is. And, is. Uh, you know, you don't have to gamble while you're there. And they do have food. So it's it's like a restaurant. You can eat while you're there. Mm-hmm. And you can drink while you're there. Yes. And how many times have we said it? Just be safe when you leave. Uber if necessary. But the more you drink, the funnier we are. Of course. You, you I'll tell of you course. what. Get yourself a little... Lather it up, yeah, as they say. Come on in, and we we we're the funniest guys in the room. Yeah, you should. Don't you want to experience that? Yeah. So come down and be a part of it. All right. So now the Dodgers have three games to go. Uh, yesterday against Colorado, they didn't hit. Anyway, here, here's the bottom line. Of course, we'll watch the final three games, mm-hmm. and now it really comes down to who are they going to play in the playoffs right off the bat? And right now, it's the Padres and the Mets. That will be in the wild card with the right. winner of that facing the Dodgers. The Phillies could beat out the Padres, but the Phillies aren't really hitting. But so it could be the Phillies and Mets. It could be the Padres and Mets. If somehow the Mets got hot and overtook Atlanta, then Atlanta would be in that wild card. Yeah. So now it's time to really start getting focused on the playoffs. Alex Verdugo said something. Now, you know, Alex Verdugo went to Boston. You, you, we all know how that played out. And Mookie arrived. How did that play out? And Mookie arrived. <laughs> so it played out well for the Dodgers. And yes. Alex Verdugo, a talented player. Yes. Okay. He's had his moments in Boston? Yeah, he has. Yeah. He's from the Dirty T, Fred. I know he is. Same high school, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's a World High School in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. Go Cougars. Go Cougars. Here's what Alex Verdugo said about the Dodgers winning their most recent World Series. A 60-game season, it's still hard to judge to this day. Like, yeah, it's a World Series, right? Yeah, they got a ring, but they didn't play any games at their home field. They didn't. There weren't any fans there. It was 60 games. Anyone could ball out for 60 games. That extra 102 is a big difference. He's right. They won it. It's a true one for what we call it. But I still call it, as I see it, it's still a 60-gamer. If you live in Los Angeles or you work for the Dodgers, your team won the World Series or the team you work for won the World Series, period, the end. It's a World Series. Goes down in the record books as a World Series. They won. Everybody else in this country, I would bet you, feels exactly as Alex Verdugo does. Everybody. Every player on every other team, that was 60 games. Who cares? Fans around the country, yeah, it was 60 games. That's not even real. If you live here, it's real. 
if you played for the Dodgers, it's real. Anywhere else, you're going, eh, it was 60 games. Kind of like when the Lakers won in the bubble. It wasn't a full season. If you played for the Lakers, it was great. If you lived in Los Angeles, it was spectacular. If you lived anywhere else, you eh, it's nothing. Do you think most people feel the way Alex Verdugo does, Rodney? Yeah, I wouldn't say all, but yeah, I, I do. I, I do think most people feel it's got an asterisk or it's not 100% legit um, unless it's your team that, that actually won it. Um, so, I yeah. But here's the thing. It's not like anyone in that 60-game series had any kind of advantage. Everybody played 60 games. Everybody had to play in the playoffs, had to play at a neutral site. No one had home field advantage. And to some, that may say it's a disadvantage for the Dodgers, who had the best record and could have had home field advantage, didn't get a chance to play at home. So everybody played on a level playing field. If if that weren't the case, then maybe you have an argument. But the fact that, that everybody went through the same protocols, the same things, and had to deal with the same issues – makes it legitimate. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, and it feels like little sour grapes coming from Alex Verdugo um, about Dodgers trading him because everybody's ego gets involved. Let's, let's, let's face it. I don't care who you are. You're human. And when somebody trades you away for somebody else, you're going to get your feelings hurt a little bit. And uh, I think this is a case of it. So anybody that would tell you, you asked me, do most people? I think, yeah, most people feel. I don't think most players feel this way, to be honest with you. Well, we just heard from one. I, I, one who was a, directly a part of it, though. I think if you, you know, ask different players that weren't a part of the transaction or part of, of this directly, I think that they would go, yeah, it's legit. It's definitely legit when you ask players. Because I, I do remember players, even in the basketball arena, would say, yeah, it's legit. Um, fans. They're the ones that jump on that bandwagon and say, no, it's a it's an asterisk. It doesn't really count and all that. But I think most players, because players know they all had to do the same thing. The reason I bring it up is this. Three games to go in the regular season. We'll see how the wild card plays out. Then the second season begins. Now, we've been preaching this for a couple of weeks here. And live in the moment. Be excited. Be thrilled. You've witnessed Dodger history. Nobody can take that from you. Nobody can take that from that team. So accept it appreciate it, and revel in it. But now the second season begins. Yes. And it's a different animal now. I'm glad they didn't set the Major League mark for wins in a season. I am glad. Because I think that would have been disastrous in the playoffs. Given the kind of year they've had, and once in three games, we'll all again celebrate this season, take a week, and then it gets real again. And every game matters, and every game counts. Why? Wait, go back. Why are you mad that they didn't set the record? No, I'm not mad. I'm good. I know. Yeah, I'm saying why. Why are you happy? I, you with know what? That, I think that... it would have had disastrous. Res- I think it's too much. I think it's too much to ask. I think then you get to the playoffs, and a- as it happened to Seattle, bad things can happen to you. I'm just glad. I'm glad it played out the way it did. I don't think but you good need- things happened to the Yankees when they won. Yeah, they, but they didn't set the mark. I believe. I yeah, think. but but they didn't they didn't no. set Seattle's mark, no. which was insane. And what I'm saying is... Oh, wait, didn't the Yankees go 114 before Seattle did 116? Yes. And the Yankees went and closed the deal and won it all. Yeah, but Seattle... But then Seattle, after that, 
went 116 yeah. and didn't. Yeah. So I, I, get I that. don't. Li- I don't like chasing the regular season mark. I just don't. I. I don't think it. I think you have your regular season. You appreciate it for what it is, and now you get refocused and you go again. So you think whether or not. So if they fall a couple of games short of having the best record of all time, that makes a difference and makes the expectations less. No, I feel like it's not that big of a difference one way or the other. Uh, you no. know what? I, and maybe it's subtle, and maybe it's nuanced, uh-huh. but I think it does make a difference. Okay. I okay. think it does. I, I And I think in mm. people's minds it does as well. I, I think it's very nuanced, but I do think it makes a difference, a little bit of a difference. So I'm glad it played out the way it did. A difference in the way, what, that there's that, 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 added that, pressure you know, on them? I, yeah. And I also, yeah, added pressure. And I also think there is an expectation they win the World Series. So now it becomes but there's there, there is anyway. now because they have the best record in baseball. Right. I understand that. I'm just saying they didn't need that record. I, so I know. was it just that if they lose, they'll always have it hanging over their heads? You had the best regular season win total of all time, but you didn't win the title. Yes. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I said it's kind of subtle. Yeah. It's kind of nuanced. But now when we get this wrapped up, and basically it is, do they have to win the World Series? Yes. They do. Yeah, regardless if they won the record. So you're contradicting yourself. No, because here's why. If they don't win the World Series, has this whole season been a disappointment? No. And I think if they finished with the best record, then everything gets thrown out. The season has not been a disappointment no matter what. No. I don't think it's it's the same thing if they had gotten the record. I think the season, you just mentioned... You separate the two. There's a season, then there's the postseason. So when you go back in whatever years, yes, we talk about Seattle, and it was a, you know, we talk about it in a bad light because they won 116 and didn't close the deal, but we still talk about them as having the best record in baseball for the most wins. Uh, so when you go back and you're a part of that Seattle team, I, I guarantee you the players go, yeah, we should have won the season. I mean, should have won the World Series that year. That would have That would have definitely helped us. But I don't think they they look at it and go it was a disappointing season. It was a it was a great regular season. They did some things that were incredible nobody's ever done before. But it's just in sports you got to win the World Series otherwise people look at it as tainted. But it's still a good season. And I think the Dodgers regardless of if they win it all, it's still a very good season that they had in 2022. Do you get any sense and we'll get into it more as we get closer. Are there some nerves now when the postseason starts? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, and again, I I don't think when it when it starts, whether they broke the record or not, I think it's the same. So I don't think that they, it goes up. Oh God, we got the best record in baseball ever. Now there's there's just a five percent more pressure now because we did. No, it's the pressure. It's the pressure, and once you get into it in postseason, there is a pressure of of going to win it all because I think there's a reality from players especially uh, players on a veteran team like this, that this is hard to get to. This 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 point is hard to get to where you're in the playoffs with a chance to win a World Series ring. And you grind it out for all these games, and you look back and go, man, that was a damn grind this whole season long. Now we got a chance. We're one of, what is it, eight teams now that can win it all, or 10 teams, whatever it is, that can win it all. Man, this is this is this is what really counts now. So yeah, there's that added there's that added pressure to it and added excitement and all those things go into it because you know how hard it is to get here. For the fans, and some fans, you know, 
people that are with us every day, okay, you're with the Dodgers every day. We know that. But now the general market, the apathy from a team that has been this good and you kind of just accept it, the apathy now evaporates because people mm-hmm. get really interested. You know, when we sit here and talk every day about stuff and people say to us, well, you don't talk enough about this or, or you barely don't mention that because we mention things that are interesting to the audience. That's what we do. That mm-hmm. That's seriously how we operate. We know what you're interested in. And then we throw some other stuff in too. The team get gets to the playoffs becomes very interesting for everyone. Somebody that might not even know who the Dodgers are playing during a week-long period of time, knowing the Dodgers are in the playoffs. Yeah. How do you think it affects the fans in the market? Do they get nervous now? I think the fans get more nervous than the players because of that. Because they, as a fan, you can't control the outcome. Right? As a player, you feel like you can directly impact the outcome. So you have a say in it. And as a fan, you're sitting there idle. It's like watching your kids play. You know? You go out and you watch your kids play and you're like, oh, man, if I could just only be in his shoes and just help him in this situation. But you can't. You got to sit there and watch and we're, you know, feel like your hands are tied. So, yeah, for the fans, I think it's more pressure on them feeling. Not, pressure in the sense of this is your team and what you want them to accomplish. Um, obviously, the fans are not playing, so there's not that kind of, there's not, you know, a perfect example. But there's, there's pressure because the fans want it so bad and because – the expectation is to win it all, especially here with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, yes, the fan pressure definitely goes up. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Eric Dickerson joins the show at 1 o'clock today. A lot of NFL stuff we need to get to. Uh, we'll also have the story of the fishing tournament. Not our fishing oh, tournament. Oh, boy. This is a national fishing tournament. Mm. If not heard about, I'll just give you a hint. It involved altering the fish. And you might not know this. Look at Kevin. Kevin's going, oh, man. He's going to keep talking about this, and we can't play a whole lot of this. Right. You you might not know, but at national fishing tournaments, they give the contestants lie detector tests to make sure. They, you didn't know that, did you, Kevin? They give lie detector tests. Yeah. No. All right. So we're going to get to that. And up next, uh, the kitchen cabinet decided that the Lakers were not trading Russell Westbrook. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Let's go. Happy Monday. Happy, happy, happy Monday, Rodney Pete, Fred Rogan. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. I know somebody had a great weekend. Who had a great weekend? USC Trojan. Yeah, they did. Damn right, Fred. I'll tell you somebody else who had a great weekend. Who? UCLA Bruins. Yes, they did, Fred. Our local teams are rolling. Yeah, they are. Uh, all right. And we'll talk about that coming up here in a couple of seconds. 
Uh, so the Lakers open the preseason tonight. Ralph Cartel listens to the show. Appreciate it very much. Tweets the show all the time. Mm-hmm. Ralph says, uh, tonight, Lakers preseason game. Davis, Westbrook, King James, all better play together and all preseason. Ralph, simmer down. Simmer down. It's game one of the preseason. It's going to take a while here. I have breaking news on who is playing tonight, Fred. Oh, let's go. Hold on. Who's ready for the purple and gold debut of Kendrick Nunn? Oh, ah. That'll be fun. Yes. Yovan Boo, I just tweeted a minute him. ago that Kendrick Nunn told Yovan he is starting tonight's preseason game. Put down, put away the APB. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> the milk carton. <laughs> Get new ones. We know where he is. <laughs> and he'll be on the court tonight. And that's great news because, uh, obviously, that was a guy the Lakers were counting on last year never played a second. But now he's yes. going to play tonight. And I I think as they've been play working a lot, out, he better. He's, good, but he's been in the starting lineup. So we'll see what Darvin Ham does and, and how he positions everybody. But to talk about trading Russell Westbrook during the offseason doesn't mean it still won't happen, but it is what it is now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a report today that, yeah, they did have a, a deal in place. Buddy Heald, the only team that wants Buddy Heald is the Lakers. Any team Buddy Heald goes to, they try to trade him immediately. Yeah, what is that about? I don't know what it is about Buddy Heald. I don't know if it's poor oral hygiene. I don't know what it is with Buddy Heald. Uh, Fred, you said that. I didn't. I just made that up. But the Lakers love Buddy Heald. They wanted Buddy Heald. And that deal with Indiana for Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, and a couple of draft picks. And then Indiana takes Russell Westbrook. Uh... They considered this very strongly. So why didn't it happen? What what fell apart? Well, apparently the Lakers using the Rob Polinka kitchen cabinet approach, which is we want everybody to weigh in. Everybody gets a voice. Everybody's important. Everybody gets to say what they want. And as they were analyzing this, they decided the only way we make this deal, there's only one way, is if there is a consensus. Everybody must be on board. In the kitchen cabinet. Darvin Ham had a say. Joey and Jesse Buss had a say. Who is saying this? This is Rob Plinkett yeah. saying this, that yeah. everybody has to have a say. Everybody it has yeah. to be a consensus. Right. Everybody's got to be on board. So it was uh, Rob Palinka, Darvin Ham, Joey and Jesse Buss. I'm sure Kurt Rampus was in there. Jeannie Buss was in there. And they kicked it around. And they debated it. And they thought about it. And they discussed it. Then they discussed it a little more. And you see, when you have this many people, you're going to keep discussing things. It's going to continue. Mm -hmm. And it finally came. And there was no clear-cut, clear-cut decision. So obviously some said do it. Some said didn't. But it was Jeannie Buss, the strongest champion of Westbrook, saying, with Darvin Ham as the coach, I think this will work. And the deal was not made. This according to Sam Amick of The Athletic. That's how it went down. And Sam knows his stuff. He's pretty plugged in. So, Rodney, that's why Russell Westbrook is still here. Is that it? Is that what we're going by? That's that what we're law? going by. That's the law? That's it. <laughs> uh, and I respect Sam, too. I, I think he does a great job and is dialed in as anyone. Um but at the end of the day, we none of us really exactly know what went on in the room and, and ultimately what and who and how uh, the ultimate decision was made. I would assume the fact that you just mentioned Jeannie Buss, that that's the way 
It should go down probably. At the end of the day, if there's a big debate on something, a major move like this, then uh, and there's some questions on both sides, then ultimately the she gets more votes. She gets more votes and and she carries the most weight. So unless she wants to remove herself from that, which a lot of owners or governors do, they will say, "Listen, I hired you to be head of basketball, or I hired you to be the GM, and this one's on you." At the end of the day, at the end of the year, we'll evaluate how you did. But this is your decision to make. Um, but it doesn't seem like that's the the way it's going or as, as operates at the Lakers, and it ends up falling on Genie's lap after all. But but it goes against what he just said that you know it has to be a consensus. Everybody has to agree upon it. This one doesn't seem like everybody agreed. It seemed like there was debate in the room, and somebody had to make a decision, and it was Jeannie. Yeah, because when she raises her hand and has something to say, you probably don't fight back. She's the final court of appeal. Or you could. It just would fall on deaf ears. Right. Or just like my my voice carries more weight than your voice. I hear what you're saying, and I happen to disagree, and if I disagree... That's the way it's going to go. So if that's the case. But don't give me this, like, everybody has to be unanimous decision because I none of none of big decisions like this is going to be unanimous. There's no way in the world. If it is, then you got the wrong people in there working. Because you don't want a bunch of yes people saying, oh, yeah, that's great. Okay, I agree. I agree. It has to be. No, you don't want that. You want there to be some some pushback. And, and obviously, you got to tell us why there's pushback, but... You don't want it to always have to be a unanimous unanimous decision. Um, and and ultimately, it has to come down to somebody stand, standing up and going, this is what we're going to do. So with the preseason starting tonight, again, with apologies to Ralph Cartel, who thinks AD, LeBron, and Russell Westbrook are going to play every minute of every preseason game together. Uh, <laughs> you know, Darvin Ham's got to look at who he's got on the roster. But the one thing that came out of late last week was the approach, if you've got the ball, you go. And that was different than when Frank Vogel was the coach. So when they grab a rebound this year, and this is more suited to Russell Westbrook's style of play, yeah. you got it, you go. You got it, you go. You got it, you go. So wasn't that Anthony Davis saying that? It's not necessarily Darvin Ham saying that? Yeah, well, he said that Darvin Ham said that. Right. 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 He said, you got it, you go. Okay, well... The, the one guy you probably don't want to go is Anthony Davis. But if he gets it, he gets to go, too. I mean... Well, we don't want him bringing the ball up the court every time on the fast break. He could fall over. We don't need that. You know, go up to shoot a layup, come down the wrong way, breaks his ankle. We, you don't need that. He might trip on the paint on the floor. That'll be bad. <laughs> that could happen. Hey, I'm not going to sit here and let you and Kevin <laughs> disrespect AD like that. Not the brow. <laughs> yes, he's been injured in the past, but I'm not going to say he can't grab the rebound and go coast to coast because he's able to do that. He's a great athlete in that regard. For a guy that's six eleven, seven foot, he can do that. So yeah, he can get the ball and go sometimes. Not every time, but he could. Well, I'm saying sometimes it's fine. Yeah. But for LeBron and Westbrook, they can go every time. And if that's the case, and I think this will be interesting to see now, if that's the case. If Westbrook gets it, he's going. Can he just keep going? Like when Bo Jackson ran and ran through the tunnel? <laughs> <laughs> maybe Russ can just keep running out of Staples Center and just keep on going, Russ. Keep running. We'll Run to LAX? Get, we'll come get you later. Don't worry about it. Just keep going, bro. Got on that flight to OKC? Go. 
But I think that will be interesting, and, and I do want to see that this year. Okay, that is more suited to Westbrook's game. So just game. play fast. If you play fast and you, you just go, then yes, you're going to make mistakes, but the, the good is going to outweigh the bad. Is that what you're saying? He's just saying open it up and go. If you get it, go. Mm-hmm. All right, if you can beat him down the court, beat him down the court. That does just that does open up a different style of play. It really does. And I will be curious to see that. That'll be a fun style. But now here's the thing to consider. And we saw this last year. Using this philosophy and letting them go. Rush, you got to go. Just like you did in Washington, OKC. Go. The problem was last year he couldn't close. Remember? Yes. That was the issue. Yes. It wasn't like he couldn't go. He did. But yes. when he got there, he couldn't score. Which is what was really glaring because that has been the best part of his game. He's got a he's got a motor like nobody else. He can go and give you 48 minutes of going 100% all the time. And the problem was that he would get to the rim and those balls that would normally go in for him, layups that would normally go in for him, dunks that usually would happen, weren't happening for Russ. He was missing point-blank layups and point-blank shots that made it glaringly obvious that it was a bad situation. But him getting there was not the issue. It was finishing, like you said, because those were glaring negatives about his game last last year was he'd get to the rim and couldn't finish. Couldn't finish a dunk, couldn't finish a layup, couldn't finish a, a point-blank shot. So we'll see. They open tonight, and uh, it'll just be fun to keep an eye on it. But Laker fans, Ralph, thank you again. Uh, there's no reason to get overly excited about preseason basketball. It's kind of like spring training in baseball. It's kind of like the year the Lakers won the summer league and somebody wanted them to hang a banner in Staples Center. I yeah, mean, that was uh, that was uh, Lonzo's first year, right? They won the summer league. Yeah, he was the MVP, I believe. Right, or somebody was. Either him or Kuzma. Kuzma, I think. Kuzma, I believe was. Yeah, yeah. Kuzma. Yeah. But, you know, and then here's a MVPG 13. You guys got to talk about the preseason game that's actually going on to air tonight on your station? Okay. You know, it's preseason basketball. Let's just keep an eye on things. Things get started here in a couple of weeks, and, yeah. and then we'll get real about it. Uh, we also talked about uh, Bulls from Denver at the top of the show. <laughs> uh, and if you didn't see it, it was great. Uh, Raider defensive back steals the ball. Or intercepts the ball, runs in for a touchdown. The lineman, uh, Garrett Bowles for Denver, is going for it. Going to make a play, except the guy's already scored and Bowles dives like he's going to try to tackle him. Pretty embarrassing. <laughs> uh, apparently, even his wife tweeted out that. Uh, oh, no, she didn't. Yeah, she, she did. Yeah. yeah. No, she didn't. Yeah. yeah. Even his wife. What would she say? Uh, I'd be lying if I said I didn't die laughing. Good effort, though, babe. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Sense of humor. I love that. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Well, after that, you got to have a sense of humor, don't you think? <laughs> really know where to go. Of course. After seeing something like that. So, yeah, said preseason game on our station tonight is actually on our sister station, AM 1150, because we have the Dodgers playing Colorado tonight. So if you're interested in seeing the Clippers take on Portland or listening to the Clippers take on Portland, 6.30 pregame with Adam Osland, AM 1150. There you go. Yeah. And you know what? Enjoy the game. Enjoy every moment of it. We'll 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 hit you here in a couple of weeks when it gets going for real. We'll be happy to do that for you. We're going to talk about it right now. It's the Clippers in Portland. Where are they even playing? They're not even playing anywhere we know. Medford, Oregon. Okay, there you go. 
<laughs> okay, uh, when we come back, two big wins here for teams in this city this weekend. And uh, how good are these teams? We'll have to figure it out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now another Rogan and Rodney. Oh, yeah! Afternoon delight. I look into the stars at night. The only substitution when it's not your eyes. Yeah. Can't get enough. It's official. I want a lot. Oh yeah, let's go. If we keep it us. Today's so afternoon simple. delight is Heartbeat by Sean Mendes. The 24-year-old co-wrote and produced this track that is set to appear on the soundtrack for the film Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Which also features the songs that are written and performed by the likes of Elton John and Stevie Wonder. The film stars Mendez as the voice of Lyle, with Academy Award winner Javier Bardem co-starring in the role of Lyle's owner. Again, today's Afternoon Delight is Heartbeat by Sean Mendez. And Afternoon Delight is brought to you by Rusnak Westlake Porsche, the all-new Porsche Westlake, with more cars in stock than ever. Now open just for you. All right, Rodney, two games this weekend. Uh, did the local people proud. UCLA and USC. By the way, I think I have five Pac-12 teams in the top 25. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Got to both the L.A. schools, right? USC, UCLA, Utah. Oregon, I think, jumped back up in there. And right? Washington's still there. And Washington's still there. Boy, that's great. Enjoy and that Don't sleep Pac-12. on Washington State either. They're not a bad football team. Yeah, but, you know, just enjoy the Pac-12 now. Yeah. Because pretty soon, uh, there won't be one. There'll be the Pac-2. You're right. <laughs> and I don't know if Washington State or Oregon State are going to be in the top 25. No, I don't think so. But I will say, um, good for the UCLA folks to come out and support that team. There was a crowd at the Rose Bowl. I don't know how big, but there was a, there were some folks there. I think the announced crowd was like 46 or something. Yeah. It wasn't quite that many, but it was a lot more than they've had. Absolutely these a lot first more. First few games. Well, it, Absolutely At least when they more. took shots at the stadium. Yeah. It did not look barren. Right. Yes. Right. It looked respectable. Right. Yeah, it looked respectable. Yeah. And uh, they played well. Now, I don't know. I know Washington is a top 25 team. We kicked this around before we went on the air today. And uh, they're good. I don't know how good they are. They're good enough yeah. to be in a top 25. But uh, to me, that was a game watching the two teams and the way UCLA played that UCLA should have won. They're a better yeah. team. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Even though uh wasn't going into the Washington was ranked higher yeah. than UCLA. Yeah. Well, what, UCLA wasn't, wasn't ranked. Yeah, Washington, Washington was 15th. Was 15th. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So, you know, if you hadn't watched them both play, and I think Washington got that big boost where they beat they beat who? Somebody Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yeah. Beat them pretty soundly. So, um but yeah, two solid teams. I I thought you know, DTR quietly has played extremely well this year. Well, it's his I mean, 15th year at UCLA. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. He's a redshirt, redshirt, redshirt right. senior. Um, he's married with seven kids. <laughs> but he has. He's played well. I think he's only done, what, one pick and like, you know, 11, 12 touchdowns. 
um, but playing with so much confidence as well as that team is, and Chip Kelly's got them going. He really does. He's got them going and playing with a lot of emotion, and they've got some players on that team. Uh, that receiver that they have, uh, what's his name, Bobo or Boba? Bobo, yes. Bobo is pretty good. Spectacular. Yeah. Um, so they got it going, and I think that, you know, a lot of times if you're just, uh, what are they, 5-0, and just like I think USC? Yeah, yes. When you're playing with confidence like they are right now, anything can happen. Uh, I think they have a big test with Utah this week, right? They play Utah, so that'll 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 tell you how you really are. Right. Really, the next two weeks, you host Utah, yeah. then you go on the road to Oregon. Right. So we'll right. really see what they're about these next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll be the test. As well, it will be for, for USC. USC, you know, they play uh, – was it we play? Washington State, I believe, this weekend. And, and then yes. And then we go to Utah. Correct. Uh, which is going to be the real test for, for USC. Uh, I think, you know, Oregon State, good program, good team, but, but – uh, USC got caught into that trap up there, and we're lucky to get away with, out of there with a win. Um, but they're a much better football team than, than Oregon State, whereas I think Utah right now, and I think before the season started, Utah was the class of the Pac-12. It is the team that everybody looked at. Is that coming off a Rose Bowl appearance in a, in a game that they played Ohio State wire to wire? Um, Could have won that game, but, but, but a very, very good Rose Bowl. A lot of guys coming back. Cam Rising, that quarterback of Utah, is a very good player. From out here. Yeah. Newberry yeah, Park. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Good, good player there. Good team all around on both sides of the ball. So they um they they are a tough, tough football team. And and uh both UCLA this week and SC next week are gonna get tested. You know, so we'll see. You see USC needs a test on defense. Oh yeah. They've been getting tested every week on defense. And barely and been passing. bending. Well, Barely passing. They, yeah, they real bamboo right now. Yeah. They don't want to turn into some twigs that's going to break. Yeah. And Utah will really test them. Also, you know, Washington State can put up some points too. So, um, it's it's going to be interesting. But they have to, one thing they definitely have to do is shore up that defense. They can score points, but when they don't, if they struggle a little bit like they did against Oregon State, the defense is going to have to come up big. You know, and, and right now it's showing that they uh, – Teams are moving the ball up and down the field on USC. They've been fortunate to get some a lot of turnovers right now and then stopping teams when they get inside the 20. But, you know, going back to Rice and even Fresno State that were moving the ball on that defense, they got to figure something out. And I think it's lack of big-time studs up front on the, on the defensive line that is allowing a lot of rushing yards, and they're not getting a whole lot of pressure on the quarterback either. Well, let's not be prisoners of the moment. No. Heading into last weekend – uh, I think in this in this city, USC was considered to be a very good team. Yeah, explosive offensively with some defensive weaknesses. UCLA, honestly, you didn't really know they played every team in Alabama, every school in Alabama, <laughs> right? Yes, they did. And who else? And they almost got beat by one of them. Yes, they did. All right. So now let's not be prisoners of the moment. Let's let's enjoy you got the some moment. meat on that bone coming in now, Fred. That's what we're gonna exactly, right? Yeah, exactly. Now we'll find out. How good are they? Conference play begins, and Rodney, you can attest to this fact. Uh, you can do anything in the preseason. Mm-hmm. You can do anything against non-conference opponents. But in the conference, everybody knows everybody. Yeah, they do. And I think them beating Washington the way they did, and Washington has always been considered you know, one of the better teams in the pack. And you know, they had a good football team. I think that coach up there is doing a good job, and they will, be, they will bring Washington back. I think they eventually will get – uh, to be in a pretty good year in and year out team, 
it's a good test for, for UCLA. I think it was a great test for them to play them at home, uh, to get tested a little bit, but also for UCLA to respond and respond in a big way and then eventually pull away and, and, and pretty much beat Washington soundly in that game. And so they're playing with a lot of confidence, but you're right. Now, now it gets down to the nitty-gritty where we're going to figure out week in and week out, can they play with the likes of, of Utah and Oregon, who I believe they have in the next t- couple of weeks. You know, you, you can discuss this better than anyone because you obviously played in conference play. I just know on, on a very different level. When uh, Jack's basketball team at Chapman, mm-hmm. you know, they, they can just motor through the preseason. And you can look at all the records of all the schools in the conference. And when they get to conference play, it is a new ball game. Because everybody really does know everybody. And the coaches know all the players. And you don't have a lot of room for error in conference play. And even a team in conference play, even a team going into the conference that was bad, could be winless. They go to conference play, they can run off wins. They can knock off the top team. It's different. Yeah, because there's history with the conference team that you play. You know, there's history with, uh, you know, say a, a USC and Stanford or USC and Oregon over the years, or UCLA and and uh, even the UCLA and Utah uh, since they've been in the Pac-12. There's there's history with those teams that you know and um, that sometimes the team will have your number. Sometimes the team will always play you well, and, then the, and you know each other so well. I remember for years, uh, USC would have a tough time going to Arizona State to play. Um, and this was through the late 70s and 80s, it was always a difficult place for USC to go play because ASU always looked at it as such a big game, and this was their this was their game outside of Arizona. That was their game of the year, and it would be loud and they'd be wild. And ASU would usually play their best game against USC. And you're right about the conference because they know you know each other so well, and there's that history there of playing each other every single year. So it does get more intense. Kind of like the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah. Kind of like what the 49ers have done to the Rams during the regular season. Shanahan yeah. has kind of owned Sean McVay of late during the during yeah. the regular season. Right. That playoff game aside, but during the regular season. Yeah, they've had the Rams number. Yeah, and they're at it again tonight. To break that down, look who's here. Look who's Hit your here. button. Hit look your, who hit your on it is. In the flesh. Yeah, you're on. Go ahead. What's in up, In the flesh. I'm in here in the flesh today. Yeah. E-Diesel. It's been good doing it at home. I can't lie, but it's good to see you guys. Well, <laughs> when is the last time the three of us were all together? Wow. It's it was before the pandemic. It was at BJ's restaurant somewhere. Was that what? It, it's know. been a long time. Everybody's here. Eric's here. NFL Football Monday kicks off at the top of the hour. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.